drama. And welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, and swearing. I'm sorry, hang on. I got a new way of doing this. Welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast, a ghost cult joint. I don't know. I'm still working on that. Anyway, as always, it is Nick Cameron of Glacier Musical, joined by my good friend, my soon-to-be real-life friend, who's coming to live in St. Louis for a weekend, who's going to live the St. Louis lifestyle. Unfortunately, he is not willing to go to the buttery restaurant, a man who's just buttery himself, uh, affectious, efficacious, eloquacious, aloysious, Mr. Keefe Chucks. How are we doing today? What an intro. Uh, I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'll be a lot better in a minute. I'm going to be spectacular in two and a half weeks if everything goes the way it's supposed to be. Anyway, thank you for joining us for part 18 of the Guar series. I've lost count and I don't care. Uh, I am now working with a new system on how I do things. Hopefully you can see the kick-ass Grave Huffer and the kick-ass Mike Watt. Mike, Mike Adams, not Mike Watt. Shit, I don't even know what's on my own walls, and I put it there. Berenity now, Berenity now. We're going to get to the beer. Uh, here's how we do this, of course. We have a greeting, a beer check, vinyl check, shirt check, news check, meat of the day. Again, meat of the day, Guar, episode four. I actually know the number. Episode four, This Toilet Earth. The first Guar record, Nick purchased, purchased contemporarily. And... As we are recording this in October, it is actually, uh, we have one week left of October after we record this. So it, now it's the time to empty it out. Urban Chestnut, Old Cats Oktoberfest. I like the confidence of this poor, but you're muted, so I can't hear anything. I wasn't muted. Now you're muted. And you're because silent, it's an, though. And because it's you. an Oktoberfest mug. Oh, just no pop, nothing. Two pints. That's weird. Okay. I like the steady hand, though. Like, all right. I got a surprise beer today. We had talked previously... On a previous episode of this after-school special, the Glacial Musical Podcast, we talked about the demise of Anchor Brewing here in the Bay Area, the very first craft brewing company in American history. They went out of business after being hot-potatoed around by corporations because greed is horrible. Uh, there are some talks that maybe Sam Adams is going to come in and buy a stake in Anchor to keep it alive or reanimate it. Uh, yeah, Sam Adams can go ahead and eat their own butt. Oh, I like Sam Adams. They Actually, don't have a brewery. They can eat their own butt. They're a contract brewer. No, oh, no, no. No. Sam Adams is great beer, and they're great people. You mean St. Louis Lager that they renamed Boston Lager? Whatever. No, it's true. That actually is true. I managed to get my hands on a stash of Anchor beers, even though they're discontinued. So here's How Anchor Steam Beer. What? How old is it? I don't know, a month, two months old. They, oh, okay. they went out of business in, in Labor Day. Oh, oh, oh. Is oh. the beer bad? Because, I mean, like... Are we sure we talked about this? Because I have no recollection of this. Definitely one. talked about it. Okay. Um. Anyway, going to just drink it out of the bottle. No pour. But check this out. Bitch. Look at you. You're classy. Maya. My beer, my bottle opener is a magnet, and it's on the fridge. Yeah, I have a really cool one that I can't find, but this one says "I I heart Reno," which I do heart Reno because I was just there. So, cheers, my friend. Ooh, cheers! If you're gonna do it, do it. Hang on, Oktoberfest, ziggy zaki, ziggy zaki, hoy hoy hoy. Ole, 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 ole. No, that's Spanish. Cameron. Cameron. Oktoberfest is German, sir. I know. Do you, though? Okay. My vinyl check better. this week. In uh, June at uh, what they call the Father's Day, my family promised me three records, one per month, off of my Discogs wish list. And in September, I got the first one. It's supposed to be one per month starting in July. In September, I got the first one. It is Deep Purple Machine Head. 
It is an OG press gatefold in the mylar. Good stuff. Wonder Kid picked this one out. Did you just say you wonder if she's your kid? What did you say? No, Wonder Kid. Because oh. you know I got lawyer wife and Wonder Kid. I see. I see. Is there multiple um, checks today or just the single check? Just the single this week. I'm just going to do one. Okay. I also have a single today. Um, I have lost a little traction on my... Managed to make it like eight months where I more or less checked everything in order with a few exceptions. Um, but now we're off the rails. So... You know what? That used to never matter to me until you started talking about it every week. <clears throat> so now I'm like getting worried that it's no longer in order, that I've got it out of order now. Performance anxiety. Well, I mean, Thank like shit that. happens. Things come up. Whatever. Um, I went to go see The Corpse of Cannibal a week ago. Cannibal Corpse. In a long weekend of shows. And I waited and I knew I was going to that tour and I waited until that show to pick up the new album. Uh, chaos horrific oh is it out it's been out how do i not know this like a month and we talked about reviewing it actually maybe as a chaser but we have other chasers i'm coming to town we're gonna invariably do a metallica episode again so who knows um but anyway i waited to buy it at the show because i figured i'll save on the shipping and get the record directly from them so i have it but unfortunately they were only selling on the tour autographed ones mm. so I, i'm like i'm that's fine i have their autograph on other things but like you had to buy the autograph for 50 bucks is not fine and it's a little like i get it's cool and i'm okay with it but anyway I'm here's not. the record autographed by the whole band it's the gatefold only one lp not really needed this but actually this artwork is incredible um and it comes with a lyric sheet with il like il great illustrations that are an extension of the album artwork by Vince Locke, the one and only. So I'm just gonna, I don't know if you can appreciate this here. It's like a, a, a platter of food, but it's like a head and feet. Um, there's other ones on the back. It's really nicely done. Um, did not come in the Mylar, should have, especially because I had to take this thing home with autographs at on it. 50, at fifty dollars. You need to at it least should be in a goddamn you should be, Mylar. You should be inner, it should be entered and outered. Yeah. That should that's that's bullshit. But anyway. I call no. I will fight Corpse Grinder now. <laughs> you will not you will lose. I will, um, no, I will, I will just go, come on, we're gonna fight. I love you. I mentioned that show, they co headlined with Mayhem and people left after Mayhem. Like ten percent of the crowd, fifteen percent of the crowd left. I was ashamed of them. But anyway, here's this beautiful Ooh, vinyl with the cool uh, album cover sticker on the label and this very cool i guess tr somewhat translucent blue smoke is that right i would call that a teal smoke but uh, yeah not but anyway blue, but it's a, the blue is a nice contrast to the dark black and red of the i feel like black and red are the primary colors of all cannibal corpse albums anyway so the vinyl having a cool sort of uh, off opposite color contrast color i find to be nice great show great album super stoked glad to have it in the collection all righty then on to my shirt check if you like doom and you like funerals on if you need only four songs over the course of two lps on come back to town on i hear you um, being that it was just New York Comic Con, uh, I am wearing my Dirk Manning shirt, Master of Nightmares, with the Metallica spoof font. If you're not familiar with Dirk Manning, he is not only a great metalhead, he is a great comic books and graphic novelist writer. He's also got a book on writing called On Writing. That's really great if you write anything, but it's particularly uh, helpful to me. I'm a big fan. I interviewed him at New York Comic Con some time ago. And he's super successful, and I'm really proud of him, and he's very cool. Whoop. That's my shirt check. I don't have a news story to talk about this week. Um, I don't have anything. Things happened. Keefe oh, Claus is coming I, to town. I, I mean, take that back. I do have something to talk about. 
This week we learned that Mr. Udo died. Mr. Udo is the Japanese promoter who brought the Beatles, who brought Kiss, who brought Aerosmith, who brought all of the Western music into the Budokan arena. So I'm sure it's some people he's a villain, but to me he's an amazing hero. And all I can say is Utsukarasama Udo-sama. Oh yes, we mean the say. Okay. I Which is, have never thank heard... you for your thank you for your hard work. Rest well. I never heard anything about him that wasn't glowing and loving. Oh, there were like death threats when rock bands would play Budokan. What? Budokan was a martial arts arena. It was oh. a sumo arena. And you know I guess they the, didn't the... want cheap trick and kiss there. Uh no, because they sanctify everything there. It, it's there's religious there there there's religious ideology involved with a lot of the traditional Japanese sports. I really would like to go to Japan someday, um, but not, I'm not interested in Tokyo that much. I'm sure it's cool. I very much want to go to Japan, and I worry what lawyer wife is going to eat while we're there. Feels oh feels like I will be overwhelmed by the amount of people in Tokyo. I really want to go to Okinawa and Kyoto. I wish to go to Kobe. Interesting, because you like in Tokyo. Because you want meat. Yes, I do want to get an A five Wagyu, and I figure the I mean, cheapest you can get place an in the A5 world. A five Wagyu in America. You want an A five Wagyu costs a lot of money. One hundred and fifty dollars. So is it cheaper in Japan? I hope. Japan, you don't be. have to ship it around the world frozen yeah. all the way. That's probably got to be cheaper. I don't think yeah. it's going to be cheaper. Well, you know what? The yen is low to the dollar, so we'll find that is, out. That is also true. But, but uh, and as for the news check about Keefe coming to town, it is not this week. There will be another episode before you're here. Yeah, but they won't hear it until I'm there. And by the time oh, I'm there, we'll true. be at the show. Also true. So this okay, is the time to talk about. Uh, Keefe is coming to town. So if you are from St. Louis, and if there is anything you think I need to take him to, that is not the arch. Come on, let's not even. I'm going to point at it and go, that's the big handle. Don't pick us up because you don't need to go up in there. It's not that cool. Uh, I'm definitely going to take him to Courtesy Diner on Hampton because he has got to eat a slinger. So on Saturday, perhaps Sunday morning, we're going to get out and he's going to have a 1700 calorie slinger and he has to eat all of it or we won't leave. Do you, did you see what did you see? Do you even see what do you even know what this thing is? I, yeah, it's basically it's like going to Waffle House and getting uh, whatever. No, the whole no. thing. No. I didn't see meat on that plate, so I hope there's like it's, a side uh, of sausage or bacon. No, no, no. There are no sides. It's hash browns. Okay. Covered in eggs. Right. Covered in burger. Oh, okay. A burger patty. Okay. Covered in meat chili. Interesting. Covered in cheese. Does this thing come with a roll of toilet paper? No, it does not. It comes with a thank you very much for. It actually comes with saltine crackers. No, it actually comes with a note that says you're welcome. I'm already because getting it, bubble guts. It, it cures your hangover immediately. Oh, right. Well, it's very possible we'll be hungover at least twice. Um, I'm looking Especially after hocking out in Canada. I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, the record stores we are definitely going to go to. We're definitely going to go to the record space. Hmm. We're going to go to Planet Score Records. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to Vintage Vinyl. Mm -hmm. Those are the three stores with the best metal selection. Keeping the, uh, the Antique Mall shop. You want to go to the Antique Mall? We'll no, go to I'm, the Antique Mall. I'm, I'm just No, joking. no. Not, okay. And now so your car is going to putter out and die on the road from trying to go to all these places before no, we I, I know the best ways to get there. All right. Well, well I mean, Planet we'll Score is only three miles away. That's fair. Record space is only four miles. And away. I need to go to Bucky's. That's not a St. Louis thing. I just have no. We'll have go to Bucky's. We'll go to Bucky's. I see no reason to go to Bucky's. It is a gas station, and I have an electric car. <laughs> they don't have a charging station for the EV no. vehicles. They don't. They do have them at some of the. I forget if it's Wawa. Or the other one, Sheets. I forget which one, but on, you have uh, Wawa and Sheets down there also. No. Oh, what a what a! I was gonna say what an abundance of riches you have in, in Missouri. Yeah, okay. Uh, Keith doesn't correctly? understand what it's like to. No, don't ever do that again. Uh, <laughs> Keith doesn't understand what it's like to live in the Midwest. What mm. is the longest road trip you've ever been on? Are you talking about a flight or a drive? 
No, a, dr- a road trip. Get in the I car. I drove from Boston to Trois Revere, Canada, and back with with two stops. How it long was, is that? It was like eighteen hours. There and back is eighteen hours through the length of Maine. Okay. And, and uh, into longest... Canada, into through 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 northern Maine, into Canada, to Quebec City, and then down another hour and a half, two hours to Trois Revere, or whatever it is. Just say Three Rivers. That's what the that's what the English Canadians say. I mean, it's, uh, called, it's not called Three Rivers. It's called Trois Rivere. No, it is not. It's called Trois Rivières. Uh, well, whatever. I'm not French say, or Canadian, just say, just and they are insulted when Americans try to speak French. I got that firsthand. Because I was just like say, croissant, and they were like, "Stop!" Just say, dude. Just, just say, say croissant. Just say three rivers. <clears throat> okay. That means three rivers. I'm well aware. Okay, pal, buddy, guy. Okay, so a nine-hour road trip for us is Midland. That's I, I my far, longest road trip is from St. Louis to D.C. and back. Actually, our last road trip, I think, was 2,500 total miles. So, yes, I have been to Sheets. I have been to Wawa. I have been... I haven't been to Bucky's though. I, again, though, I still... I have an electric car. I have an electric car. This is, this is dumb. The whole line of questioning is thrown out. I object. <laughs> anyway. Like Black Sabbath, man. It's electric. Okay. And I unironically turn up fuel by Metallica to insane volumes whenever it comes on. Well, we will very likely be hearing it at least once on uh, <laughs> next weekend. Maybe not at I, all, but probably once. I, I fully expect that we're going to hear fuel. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's James's favorite song, Off the Loads. I think this is maybe one of his favorite songs, period. Um, well, uh, well, at the time that they wrote that song, he was huge, and probably still is, but huge into cars. That was like yeah. his deal. He sold off most of his collection. The shame of the Fuel video is it ripped off a much superior video by Anthrax called Fueled with a D. Go look it up. No, the shame of that video is that it never got played. I saw, I remember seeing it. Uh, I saw it when I bought the DVD. Okay. Literally, the video is a ripoff of the Anthrax video. I recall video. the Anthrax video. It's the it was, same I know. video. They also stole um, bro, oh God, All Nightmare Long. All night, The video for All Nightmare Long was stolen as well. Yeah, Completely and the cover stolen. of Hardwired is from... Uh, we, from never, uh, we don't know who Crowbar Banky, is. That's from Banky's T-shirt. That's from Crowbar. Banky's um, T-shirt. From Mallrats. I'm, I'm the news this week, but I have two news items. I'm sorry, uh, not Banky. Um, Brody, Brody's T-shirt. Fucky, I, it's Brody. I said Fucky. No, 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 no. That is no. It is Banky. No, it is Fucky. Is there any boogers in this coffee? <laughs> Taste a booger flavor. That's right. I know it's in there. Blonde, get me a blonde haired blue eyed kid to get me a coffee. I want no. shock. Clean it up. No, give me a blonde haired blue eyed white boy because I want to enjoy that shit. Make it clean it up in front of me. Shaka Malik. Shaka Luther King. Shaka Luther King. Sorry. Um, so this is this is bizarre. This this story is a little bizarre. I don't know. Um, there is there is a new box set coming out. I uh, do you know at the drive-in or Mars Volta? The Mars, Mars Volta. Volta, not really well. I, I remember listening to one of their albums that I got from the library and enjoying it, kind of, but that's as far as it ever went for me. Right. Um, so, the you know, various side projects, solo projects from the two main leads of the band, and Omar Rodriguez Lopez is one of the founders, and he has a 59 LP box set coming out. 59. L P boxed set. <laughs> Limited to five hundred. That many. I have I have no doubt they will sell out. This guy's legion. This of sounds fans like is... what experience Hendrix is doing. It's like, oh, it's such and such song, take fifteen, which if you go to the other experience, it's 
crash landing take 25 and then you read the liner notes oh it was the master take and then you go to the next record and it's crash landing take 27 and then they give liner notes on that that's why i stopped buying them accurate and very fair um so yeah that's a whole ass mood um why in the hell would you it's gonna be four thousand dollars apparently all these records have been out before uh actually if you want i'll go look up how much it is right now because now i'm kind of curious um all these records have been released digitally this guy's a prolific artist obviously where he puts out stuff all the time he's got a going on and um he's on cloud hill music it's a huge label excuse me 57 LP boxes. Once you get past 30, I don't think we need to be that exact. Amor Differences is the name of the rec the collection. 59 albums, including records that have only been digitally available until now. Two previously unreleased records. Only two. The collection contains highlights like the collaborative record with John Frusciante, the chaotic but beloved Cryptomnesia, the more accessible Solar Gambling, and other things. And so let's go look at how much this thing is. North America only. Let's see. And it looks beautiful. Where would you put it? Uh, Pre-order on October 30th. Does this have a price? Five days, 15 hours, and 10 minutes until you can actually order it. Does it come with a... Tell me how good you are at your conversion of dollars to cents. How much did you say this was going to be? $4,000? Fourteen ninety nine euros is how much in American dollars. That's it. I'm. I thought it would be more. Thirteen fifty. One thousand three hundred fifty. I would. I would feel like. But you know, times five hundred. That's that's quite a take home pay. That's um, it. I mean, that's. <sighs> okay. Let's let's assume I'm right on my conversion. I haven't checked the euro conversion in a minute. Uh, Fifty seven. I'm in the U.S. Oh, store. that's still that's twenty four dollars per disc. Yeah, so it's about right. Yeah, I, guess, about I right. guess it's about right. Um, that's like when Kiss released uh, Kisteria. Every album they've ever released on vinyl, Kisteria. excepting excepting Sonic Boom, because they could not release Sonic Boom because Walmart owns the rights to it. And they put four albums in there that had never been released on vinyl. One of them being Greatest Kiss. Greatest Kiss has one unreleased track. It has a live version of, she of uh, Shout It Out Loud from Detroit Rock City. So people would buy these things and then sell those discs. It was $1,000, I think, or $1,800 for the set. And then people would buy the buy it and then sell those four albums at like $500 apiece. Fascinating. So I have... A KISS news item you don't have for a change. Shocking. Are you familiar... We are enemies now. We are not. You would not have picked this news story. Are you familiar with the band Amber Wilde? Yes. Uh, oh, I didn't tell this? Okay. I know what this is, but no, I did not mention it. You go ahead. So this is the band f led by Evan Stanley, the son of Stanley Eisen, a.k.a. Paul Stanley... Formerly called, and you might know them better under this name, formerly Amber Waves. That's right. Why did they have to change? Is that like a porn star? And Amber Amber Waves, Amber Waves, and Amber Wild. I mean, the porn star is most likely Amber Wild. Oh, I don't know. That would be my. I mean, that's my guess. So Evan, I mean, leads... that's, that's, that if if I were a pair of twin sister porn stars, though, <laughs> you went way extra on this. I'm sorry. Uh, so they released a... They were on Aftershock Festival. And according to a spy that I had there, I was not there. I was in Reno getting Ooh, this. Getting the Bunny Ranch. was not at the Bunny Ranch, sir. My special lady friend is coming to town right now. So I don't need to go to a Bunny Ranch. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm cute. I have my own resources. <laughs> anyway, didn't know how else to put that politely. For family listeners. Um, Amber Wilde performed at Aftershock, and apparently... Uh, performed at Aftershock, that sounds bad. They were apparently great. One of the best bands of the day, according to my friend, who's a very harsh critic of music. And so they put out a double single 
Breakout and Silver, and I have listened to these songs, and they're good. I listened they to are opening Breakout, and uh, I got about halfway. It, 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 it sounded to me, I mean, not that I was disgusted or angry. I was listening to something else, and I just came across it. I felt Amber wait, Wild. Amber Wild is, you know, fairly good, vintage-y, 70s, kind of, you know, a little bit Kiss, a little bit modern, you know, a nice little... Nice little change up, and I felt like that the music would be something I would much, I would appreciate much, much more in a live setting than listening to it, you know, via YouTube on my head on my shitty headphones. Fair enough. But no, not definitely not bad, and you know, good for him. I did see a lot of negative reactions for Paul having his son opening for the final Kiss shows. Like, oh, they couldn't get a good they, opening act. They we have deserve... never picked a good opening act. Like, oh, we life. deserve Cheap Trick. We deserve the, the Ace Fraley band the, and the, the Bruce last, Kulik band. No, and... The last good opening act Kiss had was in 1997 when Alice in Chains opened a couple of shows for them. I actually was at one of those you shows. You told me. I'm jealous of you. I'm very jealous I, of you. Uh, no, it was not good. It oh, was no. one of the... Uh, I have been very, very lucky over the course of the years, I think... With with shows that I've seen, I can only name two or three bad shows, and that's one of them. It was they 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 were done. Uh, Cantrell didn't move. Staley didn't move. Mike Inez was trying so hard to inject some energy into it, and it was just. Uh... And then I found out that that run of shows, which was only like four or five, that was it. That was that was their last run. You're on mute, bro. That was their last shows with Lane. That's correct. Yeah. So anyway, Amber Wilde will be watching your career with great interest. Oh, okay, Chancellor Palpatine. Have you ever heard of the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Oh, that's not a story that Jedi would tell you. I wonder how I know it. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some would call unnatural. But you know what's totally natural? Picking shit up by just whacking people in the head with it. Totally natural. What else? Um, May I? You may. Let us head into the wacky, wild year of 1994. 1994, one of the most amazing things in the world happens. Nick Cameron returns to St. Louis. I came back, back to where I belong on this side of the river in this stupid ass hillbilly red state. <sighs> oh, it all worked out. Anyway, 1994 is midterms and midterms are important. But let's before we get to that, let's go back a little bit deeper. In 1994, what drops? Okay, scammers, go away. Far so beyond driven by Pantera. The Sega Saturn. Oh. 1995, what drops? I don't know. The PlayStation 2. In 1996, what happens? Um, I don't know. As you can tell, these are non-scripted. <laughs> what happens is the FCC Act of 1996. What do video games and the FCC Act of 1996 have in common? What did they do in concert? The rated E for everyone, the rating systems, no? No. They conspired to destroy music, the music, the recording music industry. In 1991, in 1992, if you were playing video games, you were a complete and total nerd. In 1994, 1995, and 1996, of course you had a PlayStation. Of course you were playing Madden. Who didn't play Madden, brah? You could even play fishing games and go hunting. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So what that did was that took a lot of disposable income out. Then you go into the FCC Act of 1996, which what that did was it killed. It completely ruined the terrestrial radio industry, which gave rise to the obviously satellite. But I think satellite sucks even worse than terrestrial. Most besides the point. So what is that? What does that make 1994, Nick? What are you talking about? What I'm talking about is the last gasp. This is the last gasp, the last grope of mainstream popular rock music and metal. 
So what happens during this time? Guar found themselves on their last album in a little bit of controversy regarding the cuttlefish of Cthulhu. I actually sent a friend of mine, I, I convinced a friend at work to Google cuttlefish of Cthulhu at work. He immediately regretted it and said, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you trying to get people fired from your no. you? No. Nick, the workplace terrorist. No, to get fired at my office, you got to like steal from them. I mean, that's, that's, they're very loyal. Okay. Uh, I also Googled it too, just to, you know, but then I can blame it on him because he did it first. Hey, yo. Anyway, so. Do not Google old seamen at your job. You will be shocked at what you find. All right, I'm going to drink that away. Moving on. So what happens to Guar after the cuttlefish, cuttlefish of Cthulhu? What is better than controversy for a shock rock band? Nothing. So contra controversy, a Grammy between 1992 and 1994, they have a wild, wild amount of controversy. They have a wild amount of publicity and a Grammy nomination. I wish they would have won because then we would have YouTube clips I, forever. I also wish they would have won. <clears throat> we would have Grammy. They went to the Grammys. Ever. You can see pictures of them at the Grammys in their full gear. In, of course. That, and that's in what would have been costumes. amazing. Seeing odorous Arungus with the cuttlefish. Sitting next to, uh, you know, like Katie Lang and Annie Lennox and, I and Naughty picture, by Nature. I can picture his acceptance speech. And in his acceptance speech, he would take the cuttlefish off and put it on the table in front of him. And then he would put the Grammy in its place. Or take the cuttlefish and try to put it into the Grammy. I mean, I think he would, like, take the cuttlefish and spray the front row with fluids. Mask you know, it's not, it's not taking a whole lot of time for me to come up with amazing things that could have happened. Yeah, great. So all this happens. And around the same time, trash TV is growing. We are just weeks away from Ricky Lake being a sensation. Jenny Jones is going. And the granddaddy of them all, the man... The myth, the legend, the politician who paid for his bunny, hey, with a personal check while he was mayor of Cincinnati, Jerry Springer. By the way, he left out Morton Downey Jr. Mm, pretty sure he was dead at this time. No, he did not live long. He was apparently in his heyday. Apparently, you cannot smoke eight packs of cigarettes. <laughs> That's also true. So we have Jerry Springer, Morton Downey Jr. Legend. I'm I'm just teasing. I know. You know when Jim Fix died, freaking jogging. That's when. Go ahead. Sorry, I had to just throw. Thank that you, one in Dennis there. Leary. About two smokers found him. Let's get to the store and get some smokes. Oh, is that Jim Fix? What a shame. Let's go to the store and get some more butts. <laughs> smoking under the butt. That's where the heroin is. And smoking down to the filter. That's where they keep the heroin. May I? You may. Quit being me. Let me be that guy. Sorry. We can't both be that guy. This will last We can't hours. both be that guy. What are we going to do in person? We're going to, like, the world's going to unmake itself with our present. <laughs> Dutch so rudders, I assume. I guess. Uh, where was I? Ah, so Jerry Springer. They bring Guar onto Jerry Springer. Oh, I'm sorry. Morton Downey Jr. I, let me finish that thought. Morton Downey Jr., absolute legend. The difference was Morton Downey Jr. was not a national. Was not national. He was New York. Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer, syndicated, cross-country. Oprah Winfrey, of course. I did get to watch Morton Downey Jr. a little bit here and there in the late 80s on WWOR, the New York Superstation. But I could only watch that after I moved to Southern Illinois because that Superstation was not on the St. Louis Cable Network. We only had WGN and WTBS. So that's why Morton Downey Jr. does not qualify. I apologize. God rest him. And I think God rest Jerry Springer. Pretty sure he died too. I don't think he lived a clean life. Anywho. So Guar gets to go on Jerry Springer and do their thing. And of course, they're there. They're in all their gear. So you have controversy, notoriety, publicity, 
Grammy, and nationwide talk shows. What happens when you're a little weasel that everyone can see? You draw attention to yourself. So Guar goes from this little band that plays 500-seater, 1,000-seaters, to this huge band that plays 1,000-seaters still. But now they're on TV. Now people have heard of them. MTV has heard of them. MTV is playing Saddam Agogo. Oh, God, I cannot wait to get to that song. But so now we have one of their albums to be censored. In fact, the backlist of the track listing did not have all the songs. Did you know that? The most offensive song on the entire record was not listed on the back cover originally. Mm. BDF. Mm. And I will not say what that means. I, I, oh, God. I need you to take over for a minute. I need a, need a break. <laughs> we didn't even get to the track shit. Nick is for Clemt. Pick a topic. Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Discuss. <clears throat> you know, here. Trivia. What was Wayne Gretzky's first team? I mean... High school? Professional. I mean, some kind of junior Gretzky did not Canada. play in high school. You don't play high school hockey in Canada. Junior hockey? Junior, junior, no, professional. I don't know. The Indiana Racers. He wore number 15. His nickname was Brinks. Because his contract was so big. He needed he was money in the bank. Yes, he was. Sorry. I got my setup in. What do you got to say? Epic rap battles of history. Tony Hawk. Once again, Tony Hawk versus Wayne Gretzky. We have so many world records between us. And I've got 183 of the 184 the two of us have together. Um, you know, I wasn't going to mention this, but now, since you brought up Tony Hawk, I kind of have to. <clears throat> Francis Bean Cobain married Riley Hawk in a ceremony officiated by Michael Stipe. The whole world is going to be unmade by this. They're going to make babies that are going to make Franklin Richards from the Fantastic Four or Nathaniel Summers from the X-Men look like uh, Chucky. It's going to be wild. The most 90s thing I could think of. Like, it is it's pretty like cool. The conver- it's, like, I, it's a convergence of I, the force. I hope they're happy. I do too. I'm I'm always rooting for for Francis Bean. Thanks for that tough time. I'm always rooting for love and joy. Hmm. Wow, that sounded not like you believe me. <laughs> no. I mean, it seems sincere, but I don't know. My best so. friend in the world cannot tell when I'm being sarcastic anymore. My my deadpan has gotten so dead that I think when I deadpan, I don't even have a pulse anymore. None of that was true. Okay. It was all true. What wasn't true is when I said it wasn't true. Fair enough, bro. Start talking or I'm going to start sounding like a dick even more. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, a couple of interesting factoids about this Toilet Earth. On Spotify. The album or where we're sitting? The album. Oh, okay. On Spotify, which Nick doesn't really use. The artwork is like raw, bad. It's like a bad version of the artwork. Not uh, in fairness, so is my record. It's one of those not done well. <laughs> but like literally, the graphic art on Spotify is poor. It's like they screen grabbed it and stuck it on there, like they don't care. Whoever was that's what my vinyl look. That's what my vinyl <laughs> looks like. Seriously. Um, but it's one of the coolest records. It's half red, half black. One of the things that not only was this album played in regular rotation, because metal was being played a lot on MTV at this time, Metallica, Anthrax, You Can Make a Case, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Living Color, even in 1994, has the very metal songs on MTV. Stained. We should point out that we are... <clears throat> At the point of the release of this record, we are literally weeks away from the death of Headbangers Ball. Oh. To be replaced by Super Rock. I think that's 95, but okay. That's um, 95? I thought it was 94. Yes, it's the summer of 95. But that's not... still weeks. Still weeks. Uh, I mean, 52 A weeks. lot of them. A couple weeks. 
Um, one of the things that propelled this record was the fact that not only was it on MTV, it was on Beavis and Butthead in a very early episode of Beavis and Butthead, to which Beavis freaks out hearing Sadama Gogo and starts copying Odorous and his cadence of rapping, kind of rapping, right? Like da 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 so I have really nothing else to add. Um, I will say we'll we'll talk about it uh, in the course of the record. But I I can't help but feel like Black Album, Metallica, Grunge, Sound of White Noise, Anthrax, and a resurgence of punk rock all rear their ugly head in this album. You left out ska. There's some ska. There's definitely some boss tones, warp tour first year ska happening. Oh yeah, this is like two and a half wave ska <laughs> with Guar. Um, but yeah, we should mention that this album, this tour, all of this business also got them onto a mainstream movie. In 1995, Empire Records comes out, and when one of the main characters has a pot-induced uh, hallucination. He envisions Odorous Tarungus speaking to him directly as he's watching a Guar live video. Fun fact, a month from today, I am going to see Empire Records in a theater here in San Francisco. For Rex Manning Day? Narrated by John Cusack for Rex Manning. <laughs> Not exaggerating. Um, I'm going to that. That is beautiful in a way that I don't even want to talk about. Fucking hobbits. Um, sorry, Let's I got. Get it on. I made the mistake of tr convincing my wife to stay home and watch Hobbit movies, and I made the mistake, prior mistake, the year before of buying the extended cuts of those Hobbit movies. So whenever we watch two minutes of any Hobbit movie, we have to watch all four hours of every Hobbit movie. You bust out, a wizard is never late. He's precisely where he means to be at all times. We are presently five and a half hours into the Walking <laughs> Tree movies. <laughs> Those movies sucked. Do we want to do that one too? The, the Samwise Suckfest. <laughs> if he really wanted to give me an Academy Award-worthy ending. <laughs> one ring to rule them all. Look at you whipping out your preciouses at each other. One ring to find them. Oh, you got to forgive my friend. He's not down with the trilogy. Oh, what happened to this one? There's only one trilogy. World. And it ain't of the king. It's of the it's Jedi. It's of the Jedi. <laughs> no, it's last return. There's only one return, and it ain't of the king. It's of the it's Jedi. Of the Jedi. All right, let's move on to the record <laughs> itself. Because we're going to start doing amazing quotes that <laughs> might. Which we're not going to accomplish laugh. anything when I'm in town because, like, we're going to be doing this shit 24 7. I don't know how we're going to live with ourselves. Man, um, without pants. Anyway, moving on, let us talk about the record. This record has 16 tracks. I am happy to speak about glowingly about 13 of them. Then there's a couple that give me the cooties. Uh, it takes a minute to get there. Uh, on this album, we have multiple vocalists as normal. Odorous sings most of it. Beefcake the Mighty gets a couple of rounds. And new villain Skullhead Face, which they were definitely having a very, very creative weekend when they came up with that one, uh, gets, uh, gets a bit. Let's start off with Sadama Gogo. On the Beavis and Butthead video, on the Beavis and Butthead episode, an amazing video, basically just a live concert video with a little bit of extra you know close-ups and all that kind of business going uh this song starts off with horns so okay if you're like me and you got on this group uh based on the strength of tracks of techno destructo i'm in love with a dead dog how do you react to horns in that badass riff well, you just mosh. I mean, it's a great song. I love this song. 
I imagine existent gore fans were jarred by this song initially mm-hmm. when they first similar to like when you first heard Enter Sandman the yeah. very first time it was not one and it was not Dyer's Eve and it was not Eye of the Beholder and it was, it was not a new Daddy. thing. It was like what is this? It's a rock song. When you hear Saddam Gogo, it is unlike any other war song ever to happen. Before, but or then since. it like sinks in, and it's like, oh, this is incredible. Yeah, agreed. but I'm sure Gore fans were probably like, "What sellout bullshit is this?" And this is even before third wave ska was a thing. So I made the joke of two and a half wave ska because you know this is bef- this is a couple of years ahead of no doubt a couple of years ahead of um, God. Who are those people with the beers on basketball? Real big fish. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a ska person. Bowling for soup. They were ska. They no effects. Uh, early they were Blink one eighty two. Rancid. Wow, you're just naming uh, these bands I really hate. Oh no, I do. Um, I cannot stand. Boss I can tones. love them. I don't know what they are. They're a whole. They're a whole other thing. They're but disbanded. someday, I suppose, is one of the greatest tracks of the nineties. I never knocked on wood. Mm. Not an in your. There's a verse I was going to write. I haven't yet. Still a chance I could. It's the impression anyway. that I get. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to penis. I see. <laughs> okay. Um, Have you ever heard an American Prayer by Jim Morrison and the Doors? Yes. There's a tongue, you know, an ode to my cock, sore and crucified, I seek to know thee. This ain't that. No, actually, it kind of is. It's people that are really obsessed with their members, singing an ode to their members. Paul Stanley, looking at you. Uh, Also, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, and everyone else who was in Kiss that ever wrote a song. But you know what? It's fun. (laughs) It's fun and funny. What can you say? You know, it is a funny track. I think it's a, could have came up with a better title, but it's a it's a good track. Completely agree. And at some point in time, we're going to get into a story, I assume. We haven't yet. Uh, next, we get into Eat Steel, vocals by Beefcake the Mighty. I don't know how they say it, but that's how they should say it. You know, the thing about Beefcake is Beefcake, this guy, whoever's portraying him at this point, which it is, do-do-do-do-do. Two seconds. Michael Bishop. Yes, Michael Bishop. Who was all uh, over this record. Michael Bishop could have been an amazing grindcore vocalist. I mean, he is an amazing. He's got, he again, X-Cops. He's got other bands where he's the main vocalist also. He straight up could have joined Napalm Death. He should have, yeah. <clears throat> Eat Steel... 90 seconds. I mean, this is grindcore. And top, what we top three song on the whole album, I'm pretty sure. No, but I appreciate you saying that. Uh, what we are to me, witty comeback not found. What Declare we have now... rid of habeas corpus. <laughs> Go ahead. Nick. Do I need to bring in a uh, lawyer wife for some legal terms? I know a couple. Get some voir dire up in this bitch. That's jury selection, by the way. So that's not really... Anywho. What we are now seeing is Guar really stretching out. And it's. This, I think this is a great time to mention. When I saw them... And I've only seen Guar one time. I saw them on the Sounds of the Underground, which I believe I've spoken about during the series already. They had become a completely different band than that first record. And... As everybody knows, as I mentioned at length, I still hold Hello in a very special place. I think we it, it's your first love with a band. And I, I think that always, that sentimentality always means something very special. But when I saw them, they had become a very, very different band. And then when you get into later records, even from that time frame, Lust in Space, still, a, and they've become a full-on new metal band at that point. Guar is has always been a stylistic chameleon. So you have Sadamagogo, which is almost ska core and a little bit of rap rock. You have Eat Steel, which is now grindcore. 
they are comfortable moving in and out of styles in order to further their story along. Which, if you are desiring to tell a story, the ability to change coats, as it were, before coming in the door is going to make a great, great advantage for you. Thoughts? I love this song. I have very little else to say. I think it's a great song, great delivery. And uh, what I think we start to see is the things that used to be little interludes and snippets. This album is not really a concept album. I think the last one set the bar very high for the story. And the story is not as interconnected here. But what used to be little sketches and skits are now just mini songs where they took the sketch and the skit into a whole bit. Yeah, they talked about Antarctica and penguins. And then they had the song about it. Right. On Hello. Not this bit. Not this... Not as drawn out here, but I like it. I I think with this one, what we have is several dozen vignettes of the story. This is this album is definitely not a concept album, as you said. But what it does do is it it just it's just episodes. It's it's pages in a book. They may not be in order. They may not be coherent, but they're there. Next, we move into. Abusing the Cuttlefish of Cthulhu. Jack the World. This song is exactly what you think it's about. You want riffs? All right. You need some double bass? Done. You need the creepiest ass lyrics they've ever come up with so far on this record to be outdone in about four tracks? Got it, too. It's heavy, but it's not that great. That's just my opinion. Overcompensating. Next, we move on into, in my humble opinion, probably the worst song on the record, Sounder Commando. And the great thing about this song, which is, in my opinion, the worst song on the record, it is basically the longest song on the record. So, fuck you guys. Fuck you very much. Uh, Basically, the song is about how tough they are and how they'll do the orders and whatever. Don't need it. Cut it. I think the Skullhead face song's a little longer, but yeah, this is fully unnecessary. I rest my case. Yeah, moving on. Bad, bad men. Here we are setting up Skullhead face a little bit. Shorter, good. Dirty, good. All right. Yeah, this is a good one. This one kind of uh, brings me back a little bit to the earlier records. I like this one. I didn't get that from it. I wish it did. I'm nothing has ever really brought me back to the early records ever. I mean, hmm. they're they're just just like how Metallica's never brought me back to the early records. They move past what they did, and now they do other things. That's fine. Uh, pepperoni. Oh my. Oh my. Subtlety Think- has had its day, and it does not exist in this record. No, no, I think so far this is the most in-your-face, Dutch, ruddery, salty, creamy, sticky. Is that a pearl necklace I see? Um, Record. How about the singing on Pepperoni? Let's talk about Pepperoni vocally. I don't (laughs) remember it. Go ahead. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. He he croons a little bit. He's, you know, it's... Sometimes rageful, sometimes it's just crooning. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know what? Sometimes things just happen that. <sighs> yeah, that that song that song happened. Uh, moving on to the insidious soliloquy of Skullhead Face. Let's see who played Skullhead Face. Uh, I don't have that information. I don't know who it is either. Uh, the insidious soliloquy of Skullhead Face. Skullhead Face is an interesting character. Definitely very big in the movie accompaniment from this album. And you know what? It lacks the gravitas, as it were, of other villainous songs. Not bad. But it's no techno destructo for sure. And it's definitely no guy. What was the one from the last one? 
Uh, Gorgor. No, no, no. The villain song. The lady that brought out the morality squad. I already forgot. That's how awesome uh, it was. The morality squad. Edna, Edna P. Granbo. Right. Granbo. Yeah. I don't know. I really like that one. I like that one better than this one. All right. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The, the track that is not on Spotify, the track that got them in a lot of trouble, is the next one. Do you want me to take this one? Uh, this song sucks. And is and not only, but it, but yeah, like no, there's no but. They it got sucks. in a lot of trouble for a two minute and a half song. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they should have. This this is. May I? Yeah. We must talk about it. We cannot ignore it. We cannot shy away. We cannot turn away. This is the track avert our gaze was... away from this. We must look straight at it. This track was not on. This is the one that was not on the back of the record. This is the musical equivalent of shirt cocking it. No. Baby dick fuck. No, shirt cocking it's funny. Pedophilia, is... prenatal rape. It's I don't not. Like rape. rape is never funny, actually. This is. But, like, this they is got a... in a lot of. Like, they committed to this. Bridge too far. And they got in trouble because basically what happened is Warner Brothers was like, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll give Metal Blade a distribution deal to put out some of their biggest bands, Cannibal Corpse and Gore. Who knew? On the same Everyone label else? as Wilson Phillips and stuff like that on Warner Brothers. And uh, the band drew a line in the sand with the cuttlefish and said, we're not getting rid of this song. And so suddenly they had a record and a new movie supporting this record and no distribution platform because Warner Brothers ripped up the contract. The thing is, this song isn't even good. Strange hill to die on. They really it's love a this. stupid hill to die on. They lost a lot of... No, money. actually, I get it. What they're saying is... Our art can never be compromised. Sure, this does this isn't necessary. Sure, this song kind of blows. But if we get rid of this one, we might have to get rid of a good one later. What they should have done is let Warner rip up the contract and then just throw it away. That would have been punk. Anyway, moving on into fight. More vocals by Beefcake the Mighty. Does not even hit a minute. Does not certainly does not overstay its welcome. Uh, it's a good, it's a pretty good track. I like the Beefcake songs, man. They're punk rock, they're metal. His voice is great. I, I like you voice. know you you said in the last episode that Brocky, considering how like dominant he was in the group once he kind of kicked out Hunter, and took his shit away. Uh, I mean, for him to share half, you know, maybe not half, the third of this record with Beefcake is impressive. Not even that much, but he, he shares a lot. Every Guar record has multiple vocalists. No reason for him to do that. It's, it's pretty awesome. Ah, but, just in case you had forgotten, Odorous Arungus is the vocalist, and next we get to the issue of Tissue. Space Cake. I actually really like this one. It's very like jazzy, very right. He's he's like crooning. Mm-hmm. What, do you, this... what do you think? What do you think? Space cake is mm-hmm. exactly what we all think it is. I assume. I mean, right. I mean, at this point Man-do. in time, at this point in time, it's it's like that episode of uh, that that moment in Married with Children when Peg is talking to. Uh, her neighbor, Marcy, Marcy. And she says something about, oh, men don't do that kind of thing. They just sit around with their hand in their pants trying to think up new names for boobs. And that is what this record is, except that it's not boobs. It's, uh, I mean, when you make yourself a penile extension and you name it Cuttlefish of Cthulhu, I just figure everything is just about renaming that uh, that particular Appendage, if you take my meaning. And then we move into the next track, Pocket Pool. All right, then. Leaving nothing ah. to the imagination, these these couple of songs. No, nope, they might as well call the next track uh, a song to Joe to. 
There's a hardcore band right now called Bro Job, which is about the best name ever. And is it though? It is. Okay. <laughs> These songs could all be bro should be covered by Bro Job. All righty, let's uh, let's crack crash on through the rest of this record. Uh, slap you around and ode to domestic violence. Not good. Yeah. No. Thumbs good down. vocals. Thumbs down. Crackdown. Thumbs up. Love Crackdown. Uh, filthy flow did not hold. Uh, obliteration of Flab Quarv Seven. What makes it significant is it furthers the story. Other than that, forgettable track. Mm. Yeah. Um. This record is no pun Uneven. intended. Of an up and down. <laughs> I knew as the words came out of my mouth, Nick was going to almost spew his beer. We are getting close to the end of the episode, and I still have beer left, so i got to chug this down. And, of course, as I'm... I mean, look at the size... If you're on YouTube, look at the size of this mug. This mug is not insignificant. It's heavy. What does Homer Simpson say about the water in Springfield? I don't care. If it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it back. I don't see how that relates to this, but... Uh, yes, I completely agree. This record is completely uneven. The highs are so high. The lows are so low. And I think they finally found the limit to where they could go. You know, because they're always pushing. They're always trudging. But it's easy to be the avant-garde, you know, rude kind of kids when you get 20 people to your shows, when you're not on nationwide television, when you are not on the Grammys. But the moment you start playing, the moment your cuttlefish goes to the big lake instead of the small pond. You like that? You like I that? Do. I do. Okay. It's, it's one thing to be a criminal where in a, in a crime-ridden neighborhood. Once you take your crime to the suburbs, it's different. Mm. And that's how this is. It's a strange analogy, but I also agree with it. Hear Jesus. me out. It's not Jesus. strange. It's spectacular. Okay. May I? You may. I'm about to drop some amazing wisdom. Yeah, good. Mute it. Stay muted. I'll tell you when to unmute. So what you have is on their first three records, they are dropping this horrifically silly offensive metal to the initiated to the people that have been listening to iron maiden to slayer to pantera keep in mind you know uh good friends and a bottle of pills is less than a year old at this point now they're peddling this music to the suburbs did you ever watch x-files Okay, on X-Files, there was an episode they did in Missouri, in Creevecore, Missouri. They showed Creevecore, Missouri as a cow town, as a crime-ridden hellhole. And the people in Creevecore wrote Fox a letter, because that's not what they are. That's white bread, you know, McMansion town. And that's what happened, is Guar has now gotten into the suburbs, the white breads. So you're the, when, you're, when you're the dirtiest pig in the squall, in, in, in the waller, you're just a pig. When you're the dirtiest pig in the house, you're a fucking dirty pig. I'm eat now. You I like speak. how authoritative that ending was. Wow. <laughs> Going out on my family were farmers. Jesus. Um we're not ranking all the albums here, but this is definitely a step down from the last one, right? And this is the worst record so far. No, very little Slymenstra. After she made a humongous <sighs> splash on the last record. Is she even, I mean, backing vocals yeah, is what they're listed as? And then Scott Crawl is the Skullhead face, and it clearly didn't take off. So, Oh, that's who did Skullhead face, and, Scott Crawl. Uh, and I guess the only other factoid that I know about this record is right after this happened, they were on tour and Peter got shot, Flatus, mm-hmm. Peter Lee. And, he, and they, uh, Bishop ends up leaving his beefcake and Casey Orr takes over, which as we'll discuss next week. Um, so yeah, um, changes to come, but this album's a step down, just my personal opinion. What I like about this record is they tried to do new things. What I don't like about this record is they didn't always succeed on those new things. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
Uh, I do own this record. I have bought it multiple times on CD and vinyl. And I don't regret it. Because you know what? It's worth it just to have that two minutes and 20 seconds of Sadama Gogo. That is one of my absolute favorite choir tunes. It's very different and very awesome. Top and... 10 war song ever. Oh, completely. Completely. And I have nothing it is else to say on this record. their most streamed or second most streamed song. I've watched... The... In terms of what I watch on YouTube, it is definitely Sadama Gogo every time because that's the only one I that's the only single I can remember that I love. I don't like Sick of You as much as you do, and I don't believe there were any videos of, of Hello. If you've got nothing else, it's your turn to do the outro. Take us on home, Brother Clock. Thank you very much, Keefe. Thank you for joining me every week. The fact that you come lend credence, lend street cred, lend faith and begora and thanks i don't know thank you very much i appreciate you being here i love our time together i cannot wait for you to be in my town so we can really get guard up sorry i've been listening to a lot of gore my brain is going in weird weird places that i don't like everyone who has been listening thank you very much i appreciate you i love you i love the fact that you come back to these these episodes week after week we love bringing them to you you know, we would like to bring them to you, to your brother, your friends, and your your cousins in Montana in order for us to be able to do that. We are small content creators, and we would love to get bigger and bigger and bigger because the bigger it is, the more fun it is, and the more real it is. And you know what? I need the validation. I need the validation. So if you could validate me by giving me a star review on whatever podcast app you listen to, if you're watching this on YouTube, Am I attractive? Actually, don't answer that. I know the answer. I'll tell you what I tell everybody. I'm hot enough for everything I need. So if you could give us a thumbs up, and I know it's so ridiculous to say that, but the algorithm, the mighty algorithm is as mighty as beefcake the mighty. And the algorithm is strong enough to steal the cuttlefish of Cthulhu. So we all must bow down to it. So if you could give a thumbs up, leave a comment. The integration is what makes everything wonderful that's what youtube loves youtube loves the interaction of the creator and the audience and if you could subscribe that would be great i would love love to get to 100 subscribers by the end of the year it's it's been a slow slow climb there every subscriber thank you thank you so thumbs up subscribe rate review and with that, this has been the Galatia Musical Podcast. It does not play in Peoria. And watch out for the cuttlefish there. It's coming. Space cake.